Hey there, I'm Rachel Roberts, and this is Don't Sleep On It by HuffPost. Today, we're discussing Vice President Mike Pence's plans to land Americans on the moon. And we're breaking down just how much hidden sugar you're actually drinking. But first, Stacey Abrams just did a big mic drop on the whole running as Joe Biden's vice president thing. In an appearance on ABC's The View Wednesday, the former Georgia gubernatorial candidate all but ruled out being Biden's 2020 running mate when pressed to address rumors that the former vice president is courting her for the role. Listen here. The idea is to take you as a vice president to bolster his uh, numbers in the, in the primary. What do you think about that? I think you don't run for second place. She continued, quote, if I'm going to enter a primary, then I'm going to enter a primary. And if I don't enter the primary, my job is to make certain that the best Democrat becomes the nominee. And whoever wins the primary, that we make sure that person gets elected in 2020, unquote. Abrams, who made history last year as the first black woman to be a major party's gubernatorial nominee, added that she hasn't ruled out running her own campaign for president. Though she narrowly lost the election to Republican Brian Kemp, she captured national attention throughout the race. With her star power on the rise, the Democrats chose her to deliver the party's response to the State of the Union address in February. And yesterday, we told you about the canceled all-female spacewalk. Well, don't you worry. Vice President Mike Pence has big plans for NASA. Fifty years ago, one small step for man became one giant leap for mankind. But now's come the time for us to make the next giant leap and return American astronauts to the moon, establish a permanent base there, and develop the technologies to take American astronauts to Mars and beyond. That's the next giant leap. Pence announced at a meeting of the National Space Council on Tuesday that Americans will return to the moon by 2024 and then establish a permanent lunar presence. The vice president also said the ambitious target, four years earlier than NASA's current schedule for a moon landing, would be met, quote, by any means necessary, unquote. He did not explain, however, how the administration plans to reach this goal without a significant acceleration in spending. Although NASA's $21.5 billion 2019 budget is still the largest it's been in years, the administration has proposed reducing it to $21 billion next year, with subsequent yearly increases of just 1%, the New York Times reported. The Trump administration has also proposed slashing the funding for NASA's space launch system, an indispensable part of the agency's moon landing plans. Still, NASA Administrator Jim Bridenstein expressed confidence on Tuesday that the agency could meet the new 2024 target, tweeting, quote, challenge accepted. To the moon, America! And what typically comes to mind when you think of sugar-filled drinks? If you quickly list beverages like Coca-Cola and neon-colored fruit punch, that makes sense. Those drinks are filled with sugar. A 12-ounce can of Coke has a whopping 39 grams. If you're eating a standard 2,000 calorie per day diet, you should be consuming only about 25 grams of added sugar per day, according to the American Heart Association. So, if you've managed to give up Coca-Cola and fruit punch, you're on the right track. Unfortunately, sugar is hiding in way more beverages than you think. 
Sugar is incredibly addictive. Some studies have found it's more addictive than cocaine. And too much sugar is really bad for you. Sugar consumption has been linked to a plethora of problems, from weight gain to heart disease, diabetes, and fatty liver disease. In an effort to demystify what the sugar industry probably doesn't want you to know, let's take a look at how much sugar you're actually drinking. First up, juice. Sorry, juice devotees, but juice is a huge sugar culprit. Just one cup of generic orange juice has 21 grams of sugar in it, and many green juices are filled with sugar as well. Next, coffee drinks and tea drinks. While coffee and tea on their own don't have any sugar in them, as soon as you start adding milks and syrups, that changes quite a bit. For example, a classic Starbucks Grande Mocha made with 2% milk has 21 grams of sugar. On to smoothies. While it is possible to prepare a low-sugar smoothie at home, the bottled smoothies sold at grocery stores are typically pretty high in sugar. If a smoothie is made with fruit juice and not whole blended fruits, you aren't getting any fiber, so your body will process those smoothies like straight-up sugar. Finally, health drinks. While drinks like coconut water and kombucha do have their health benefits, they're not sugar-free. Popular coconut water brand Vita Coco has 11 grams of sugar per 8-ounce bottle, while gut-healthy kombucha can have quite a bit of sugar in it as well. So, is there anything left to drink that isn't just water? There is some hope. Happy Gut author Dr. Vincent Pedre said that while some non-water drinks have health benefits, it's important to become a label detective and steer clear of drinks that have more than three ingredients in them. Whole30 co-founder Melissa Hartwig told HuffPost that when you're ordering coffee or tea, specify that you want it unsweetened. Ultimately, read nutrition labels with care. Because, let's be honest, intentionally eating your sugar in the form of a delicious chocolate chip cookie is a lot more fun than unknowingly drinking it. And here's what else you shouldn't be sleeping on. On Wednesday, Theresa May told Tory MPs that she will quit as prime minister after the UK formally quits the European Union in a dramatic last-ditch attempt to secure support for her Brexit deal. Speaking to backbenchers in a packed room in the House of Commons, May said she would step down as prime minister sooner than previously thought, but did not give a firm date for her departure. The prime minister has hinted that she might bring back her deal and ask MPs to vote on it for a third time, possibly tomorrow. And Education Secretary Betsy DeVos tried to defend her department's proposed budget cuts, including the elimination of funding for the Special Olympics, in a hearing before the House lawmakers on Tuesday. The suggested budget has little chance of making it into law. The Trump administration has proposed similar cuts in previous years that didn't pass when Republicans controlled the House. With Democrats now holding the purse strings, it's even less likely to pass. For more about how these stories develop, head to HuffPost.com. And now, you've really got to get up. Bye! Bye!